Welcome to Creative Living, the podcast with Jane Monsuris. This is Creative Living, the podcast. I'm your host, Jane Monsuris. So lucky to be able to talk to all things, people, places about creativity. Uh, On the show, on the TV show, we talk about living your most creative life and this right arm extension right here on the podcast. I get to talk to people about being creative and why they're creative and what makes them creative and everything that makes them tick. I like to learn from them. I like to ask them everything I can ask them. So with me today, somebody who's very creative and someone who can talk to us about using all the right tools. And that is Julie Faye Van Balzer. She is a craft expert from Brother. Hi, Julie. Hi. So, Julie uh, Feifan Balzer, is that a hyphenated name? Is that... It is. So, Feifan's my middle name. I'm actually half Chinese, uh-huh. and so my mother gave us Chinese middle names, and mine happens to mean unique, which I'm going to take and run with. I love that. So, if, in you, if you needed to translate it, you would just say, Julie, unique... Balzer. Yeah, you know, instead of my middle name being Danger, yeah. it's unique. It's great. Are you unique? I, well, here's the thing. I actually think that all of us are unique. I mean, that's the whole point about creativity is that you are creative in only the way that you can be. And that's what makes it so special. Which is why we're all individuals. Yeah. I love that. What was a, your, your first make it yourself moment and what did you make? So my mother likes to tell this story, which is I made these little dolls out of the bottom of her pantyhose. I would (laughs) stuff them with the insides of like pillows or stuffing and stuff I found around. And I used to make these miniature tiny doll clothes and stuff like that. And so, you know, beads on as eyes. And they were these little monster creatures when I was a little girl. She also said that she could make me be quiet, which is never an easy feat even today. (laughs) If she gave me a bag of mini marshmallows and a box of toothpicks and I would build anything I could think of and I could spend an entire day doing that. And of course, the best part of that is you get to eat it afterwards. And she gave you toothpicks. I'd be worried a little bit about that. (laughs) She and should, especially since I had a younger brother who was in deep danger. Right, but he still made it out alive he with did. with uh, no toothpick injuries, as we can say. Well, none that I'm telling. And did she give you glue then to maybe glue those sticks together? Nope, you just you stick them in the marshmallows. The marshmallows hold them. They act as glue, and then you put them all together. You make these temporary structures. You know, art is ephemeral, and then you just get to eat it afterwards. I love that. So, so from that, from yes. from from marshmallow crafting to today, what have you evolved into? Were your likes? What do you love to do? I am a self-confessed hoarder, shall we say, of supplies of all (laughs) kinds. I love tools. I love all kinds of um, new geekery, whatever it is. I always said I was never a particularly good student in like, let's say, science. But as soon as I started painting, I was like, oh, I'm a chemist. Let me learn everything I can about chemistry. And it's because it's so interesting to know what's the binder, how does the pigment affect it. So I've totally geeked out, I think, about how tools work. I mean, one of the things that I love so much about Brother is that they have this wide range of tools that I get to play with. And who doesn't want to do that? Well, yeah. So one of the things that I love to preach, uh, whether I'm on TV or on the radio or in person, is uh, using the proper tools. I do a segment called Craft Room Crash, and we go into the homes. And so I say we, we're peeling back the curtain of the real American crafter. And, and we're making whatever they make. 
sometimes I walk into these homes, whether they're sewing or whether they're paper crafting or cutting or anything, and they have the worst tools ever. And I'm thinking to myself, you have a whole business and your sewing machine, you have one color thread or your scissors won't even cut through this fabric. I can't, sometimes I just can't believe it. And so I sit there and I preach to them about tools. Um, So using the proper tools is important in any side of crafting. Talk about the tools you use. I know that you're a craft expert for Brother, who provides the best tools ever, as we know. Talk about your favorite tools, with, with not only within the um, aspects of machinery, but also, you know, handheld. And, and is there a paint or is there a scissor? Is there? Well, you know, I mean, here's what I'd say, which is, again, this gets back to each of us being unique. I think that the best tool is the one that feels good to you. So one of the things I always share like on my blog and stuff is I talk about these are the tools that work for me. They don't have to be the ones that work for you. Mm-hmm. We're all different. We're all unique. And I think you need to try things and see how they go. So for instance, I love these brushes from Princeton called Catalyst Brushes because I am abusive towards my brushes. I leave them in water forever and ever. I like to pound them through things. I don't like to clean them. And those stand up to it. But other people find them too stiff, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of when I um, I use a scan and cut almost every time I sit down to craft and because I like to draw little designs scan them in and cut them out so for other people who don't feel comfortable drawing you know maybe they want to do something where they can just scan in a picture they downloaded from the internet I mean I like tools that are flexible that work for different people and I think one of the keys always to deciding what you like is to try it I get a lot of emails from people should I use this should I use that and I'm like yes Because the answer is always try Try it. it. It's the only way that you're going to know. I mean, I think for me, the whole essence of being creative is about not being scared that you're going to make a mistake. And if you do, knowing that a mistake is just a creative opportunity, you know, you just, you need to try it. You need to do it. You need to push all the buttons. You need to play with it. You need to have a good time and not be so hard on yourself. The creative spaces that exist in our life should be spaces in which we give ourselves permission to play and to have a good time. Right, because in the end, you're going to make something, if it wasn't what you set out to make, it's gonna end up being something else that you probably will, if you're a creative person, turn into something useful. Yeah, creativity is an expression of who you are. And you know what? I am messy and ragged (laughs) and not perfect. And all of my creative efforts show that 100%. And you know, that's so much one of the things that I like about the scanning cut is that I can scan in my imperfect drawings and have them make these beautifully imperfect cuts. I mean, if you even look to actual fine art, museums have rooms full of what's called naive art. And that is art that we find beautiful because of its imperfections, Mm -hmm. because of its unschooled qualities. I think that crafters get a little bit of a complex about the idea that things should look store-bought. But what's the point of making it if it looks store-bought? Okay, so we're talking about the proper tools. But within the tools in this world of creativity, technology plays a huge role. And Brother has a part in that technology. You were saying... You can draw something and scan it in and then cut it and print it out. Maybe people that can't draw can scan in a photo from a card that they like or from a magazine and they can use it. How does that work? We, I mean, it boggles my mind to think about the technology and technology and crafting. How do they go hand in hand? 
Well, I think that the thing that's so exciting to me is that tools like the Scan and Cut make it so that you can do all the fun parts of crafting with none of the tedious parts of crafting. And what a dream that is. It's like having a studio assistant who works for free. <laughs> so what I love about it is that you just simply, because of the built-in scanner and the way that the software in the machine works, it will convert over anything that you scan into a vector file, which vector files are perfect for cutting because they don't change in any way when you resize them. If you have ever heard of pixelation, mm -hmm. what that is, is when you take a JPEG or something that is pixel based and it becomes sort of fuzzy, the larger that you make it. But a cutting file goes from point to point. There are no pixels. This gets very technical and it's not that important. The point that you need to know is that a scan and cut is going to create a file that you could scan it in and it's an inch big and you can cut it out and it's 12 by 24. Okay, I love that. So how does it work? The scan and cut is a machine that the you... The scan and cut is an electronic cutter. So all that it requires is that you power it with electricity. And you can basically, I call it a plug and play kind of machine. The next thing you need to know is that there are more than 600 built-in designs in the machine that you can use. But if you don't like the fonts and the built-in designs, then you can go ahead and you can scan things in using the scanner. And again, that's the sort of vector thing that I'm talking about, mm -hmm. where you scan it in, it turns it into a cutting file, you can resize it and adjust it. Not only that, but because of the scanner, you can scan in your stamped images, it will cut around it the same way that a die would, because the scanner can quote unquote sort of see those images. You can also bring in SVG files from the internet or from your own computer via, you know, thumb drive or even send them over wirelessly. The difficult part about talking about the scan and cut is that I could go on for two hours because it's rife with possibilities. There are so many different ways you can interact with it, the same way that it can cut your fabric, your paper, your leather, your plastic. It works with your embroidery machine. I know you're a sewer. Yeah. And if you want, you can cut out an applique with your scan and cut, then send that file on over through your embroidery software so it becomes a PES file which your embroidery machine will mm -hmm. read and you will just embroider right around it. I actually patched up, my boyfriend asked me to patch his jeans and I'm sure oh, he thought boy. I was going to sew something on and I was like, you know what, I'm going to be creative about this. <laughs> of course you are. And so whether he likes it or not, his jeans now have a huge fleur-de-lis. <laughs> like there's a big flower exactly, on it. <laughs> on them. And I think it's a really cute project and he was shocked and he was like, wait, you did this? And I was like, yes, yeah. I, you know, I'm that talented or my machines made me look that good and because you know they work together it just makes it so easy so when you're thinking about it you can stop the fussy cutting with your little scissors you can stop rolling through a cutting machine you know like if you're cranking it through this scan and cut picks the image cuts it you have it yeah i mean we always say you see it you scan it you cut it you create it. It is that simple. And you know, I've been taking uh, people all the time through the scan and cut because they want to know how does it work? How does it work? It seems like magic. And you think this can't possibly be this exactly. easy. Exactly. And that's why I keep trying to, am I just going to see it and it's going to cut it and I can have it? I don't understand. Right. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the thing truly is that it is that easy and seeing is believing because the thing about the scan and cut that I think blows people's minds every single time is you start thinking about what you could do with it. You like to make craft beer in your basement. You want to make your beer labels. No problem. Print them out, scan them in. It'll cut right around it. You have a business. You want to advertise on your car. 
okay, not a problem. Let's put some magnet sheets through the Scan and Cut, and you can cut magnets that you can put onto your car advertising your business. You have a school project you want to do. Let me tell you, you're going to be the fanciest kid at the science fair because you can make all of your signage. You can cut it out of vinyl, put it up. It's beautiful. You know, I recently took a tour at the Museum of Fine Arts, and they were talking about how they recently bought a vinyl cutter so they could make all the signage in the exhibits themselves instead of having to send it out to a shop. And I thought... Wow. I mean, we're talking about a scan and cut, anything like that, having so many uses. You want to make, you know, T-shirts for the entire soccer team. No problem. Cut your heat apply material, cut it out, iron it on. You have a custom logo you want to put on, stickers that you want to hand out to customers. Let's make some stickers because we can kiss cut so that the stickers just peel off the backing and you don't cut through the backing. You only cut through the sticker part. That's the level of precision that we're talking about. So... I always say the problem with the scanning cut is you think you're buying it for yourself and all of a sudden your kids are stealing it, your husband's stealing it. Soccer team's stealing it. Yeah, I know. Your best friend is suddenly like, can uh, you come over and uh, don't forget your scanning cuts? You've got the big sale people using exactly. it. Uh, I mean, the, but think about it too. You're saving a lot of money in the ends. You're not hiring someone else to make all of those stickers. You're not hiring, you know, if you have the beer, the craft beer, and you can make those labels. So my question is, why doesn't everyone have a scanning cut? Why doesn't everyone have a scan and cut? That's a question I ask myself all the time. And I think part of it is that people are a little bit afraid of technology. Right. And so the most important thing that I take people through is I say, listen, this is not hard to use. There isn't an insane learning curve. And what I love when I demonstrate the scan and cut is I say to people, this is logic. And we do the Socratic method. So I'll say... This is choose your own adventure. Let's talk about what you want to do. And we go screen by screen saying, and what amazes people time after time is they're able to come up with the answer. And they're like, oh, oh, I get this. I get this. Because I think that for so many of us, and I'm there too, you think, oh gosh, another thing to learn. This seems so hard. Do I have to read the book? Exactly. (laughs) Nobody wants to read a manual. No one ever reads the manual. So this is really, as long as you can think logically, then you can do it. And, you know, I I say this, and and I'm sure that brother doesn't love it when I say it, but it's true, which is the machine is dumb and you are smart. It will do anything (laughs) that you want, but you have to tell it what you want to do. And as soon as people, that clicks in for people, Mm -hmm. that, oh, I just have to tell it I want to do this. It's not going to read my mind. Suddenly it gets easy because then you realize you just need to push the buttons that, you know, do you want to do this or this? I want to do this. Do you want to do this or that? I want to do this. It's like your own own adventure. It's like your own butler or your own assistant. Yeah, choose your own adventure. If only it would cook dinner for me, then I would be truly happy. Absolutely. (laughs) And the other thing too, and I don't mean to, to, to really dumb it down, but you don't really have to be creative. I don't have to do this beautiful drawing that I'm scanning in. I can pull from a magazine. Cause, I mean, when I say this, everyone is creative in their own right. Everyone is unique in their own way, right? Unique. Yeah. Uh, but, but I don't have to. I'm not doing a skill. No. And this is the thing that I think is great, which is people who don't consider themselves creative yet certainly feel comfortable with the scanning cut because you can just print something out from the internet. Because you can rip a page out of a coloring book and scan it in. Because you do not have to use your handwriting because there are fonts built in. Right. Because it does make it easy. And I, and I like this because, I mean, you know this. You're all about creative living, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the things that make people feel creative is when they do something themselves. When they take the step to do it. And I think that 
whatever it is that you're doing with the scanning cut, if it's downloading, if it's drawing, it doesn't matter because the fact is you're making something handmade with a little bit of help so that it's something that you like. I, I don't believe that creative, being creative should be painful. Right. At or all. Or stressful. At all. Or at all. And so if you want to do it that way, rock on with your bad self. I mean, <laughs> you do what you're going to do. That makes you happy. And I, the thing you, you brought this, that satisfaction, that sense of satisfaction that you get when you make something yourself. And whether you do it the hard way or you use your butler, that's the scan and cut, and you do it that way, you're still making it. Yeah, you're still making it. And the other thing that I would just say about creativity is remembering that creativity is not about being able to draw a horse. You know, it's not about being able to do fine art. Right. Being creative is as simple as, did you put on those shoes with those pants? You know, did you pick out those earrings from the store? Did you, you know what I mean? Did you Match put those, those in, cushions to the drapery? Did you put those ingredients together to make yeah. this beautiful meal? Because creativity really does run the gamut. And that's what I love about doing this show and this podcast. We talk about everyone and anything that has anything to do with creativity. And that's pretty much everyone in the world, right? Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> So talk about uh, Brother, because a lot of people know Brother from Project Runway. Yeah. And we see them in these seasons using scan and cuts, and they're scanning in their designs, and then they're printing out different patterns and things like that. But Brother has uh, the scan and cut in, in all, a whole gamut of line of things for us to yeah. use to be creative. They do. And, you know, one of the things that I like about Brother, and I don't actually work for Brother, I'm just an ambassador for them because I like their products and I use them. And what I would say is um, I like that they listen to their customers. So what I have found in time over working with Brother products is every time a new generation product comes out, it's because customers said, this is what we want. These are the improvements that we want. This is the stuff that we want. And they really listen and change things accordingly. So that's fantastic. So you always know you're getting a quality machine that's based on real users, not some engineer who doesn't make things sitting in a room somewhere telling you what you should do. It's based on what you actually need. And then the other thing I would say is across the wide range of the Brother family, there are several projects I've made that incorporate so many things. I use a sewing machine along with the Designing Cut, which is a cutting machine that does not have a scanner or a computer in it, but still does a fantastic job cutting really intricate designs. And then maybe use it with the P-Touch Embellish, which is a labeling machine that prints on ribbon, you guys, uh. and tape so that you can make all kinds of custom things. And you can mix them together with your binding a book, making a mobile for a baby's room. I mean, there are so many ways in which you can use all of this suite of products together to make a beautiful personal home and a mm -hmm. life that's full of things that are crafted by you. And I always say you use the right tools to get the right job, job done or make the job easier. Technology is king. And that's yeah. where we're going into. Well, you know, I, I know this. Listen, my phone makes everything easier. I want to find directions. It's easy. My, You know, I want to find out the answer to a question. It's right there. So why shouldn't it be when I go into my craft room that all of that technology makes things quicker, faster, more fun, and allows me to make things that are more meaningful to me because instead of looking at them and being like, ugh, I hate my handwriting. Ugh, I didn't cut that straight. I'm just thinking, wow, I made that and it looks amazing. 
I love that. And and as a side note, because we'll be, you don't work for Brother. You're an ambassador. Yeah. I don't work for Brother. <laughs> uh, I do use their sewing machines, which I love. And so we want to make that clear to everybody. But Brother has this this technology and these tools that are making life for the creative people so much easier. And that can run the gamut from from if you're a paper crafter all the way to your, if you're a graffiti artist. Uh, there's something that you can use uh, in their tool making system that will work for you. Uh, Julie, back to you. you. You're an author, too. I am. So you've got three books? I, I wish I had three books. I have one book. Oh, sorry. But it's three times as good as any other yeah. book, <laughs> um, which is called Carve, Stamp, Play, which is all about stamp carving. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. It is. You know, I, the thing to me, which I love about stamp carving, is it's another arena in which people think it, it's really hard. They think, oh, gosh, this looks so hard to do. And as soon as you teach them that it's not, that it's easy. I mean, people all the time when I teach classes say, wow. This was so much easier than I thought. And they feel accomplished and they feel proud of themselves. And I think that's the thing that I love the most about creative moments with other people is when you can see that satisfaction, that glint in the eye, that hashtag I made that moment of pride, which is, yeah, I'm that good, baby. Yes, you are, baby. If you could give us one last bit of advice, one piece of inspiration What will you tell people? How do you hope to inspire them, being the craft expert that you are? I would say that if you make a resolution for this year, it would be self-care in the form of being creative every day, even if it's just for 10 minutes, even if it's making a magic refrigerator meal where you pull together disparate ingredients and make something fabulous, or writing in a journal for 10 minutes, or whatever it is, if you can find 10 minutes a day to brush your teeth, you can find 10 minutes a day to be creative. Wonderful. JulieBalzer.com is where people can read your blog. You can find me at BalzerDesigns.TypePad.com. BalzerDesigns.TypePad.com. And what about social media? So I'm Balzer Designs everywhere you look. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the whole thing. YouTube. Julie Unique Balzer. She is a craft expert. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us and helping us live our most creative life. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Creative Living. For more creative living, keep it right here on yourview.com.